Coming up on WealthWorks Radio, celebrities often face financial challenges that require the assistance of a financial advisor for celebrities. By avoiding these common mistakes, folks can learn how to better manage their wealth and ensure long-term financial stability. Coming up, we're going to cover a few cautionary tales from Hollywood to learn not what to do with your money and offer tips to help you save more for retirement. And now, WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and uh, Eric, of course, he is uh, president of Retirement Wealth. LLC, and uh, he's been helping folks for a good long while. He is a fiduciary, independent, and just like Joseph Lanza, an independent fiduciary. And uh, we have got a great show planned today. I mean, this will be fun. Some of the celebrity stuff. I love this cautionary tales, uh, Eric. That's what we want. Absolutely. Good morning, gentlemen. Good to see you both. Exactly. Yeah. Everything good. Yeah. Everything's really good. How about you? Absolutely. Excited for football. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. I was actually watching uh, some of the pregames, and uh, it's just, it really is hard to believe that it's on already. I know. uh, It's exciting and uh, unbelievable at the same time. Sure. Well, and and, uh, we're grateful, right? So Miami's looking pretty good, huh? Miami's looking pretty good, but that's how they looked last year, too. They -hmm. (laughs) they looked great until they just folded at the end. Until they didn't. (laughs) Our quarterback is only like 90 pounds, so he can only make it through so many games before he ultimately gets hurt by these 300-pound linebackers. (laughs) Exactly. Well, speaking of football, we were talking celebrities and money mistakes and money problems and things that could have been avoided and weren't. Um, and, and we're going to start with the, with the football great, uh, Steve McNair, quarterback uh, for uh, the, the, um, uh, the Titans and uh, among, right? No, the Ravens. All right. Ravens, yeah. And the Titans. Yeah, he was there too. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so here's a little reminder of just who he was. Before Donovan McNabb, before Michael McVick, there was Steve McNair, and the guy can run. And the guy can run. Unfortunately, (laughs) tragically lost his life, 39 years old, back in 2009. Um, But... He didn't have an estate plan in place. Oh, my gosh. And so now we're making an example out of the poor guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but, I mean, this is not only just him. It's it's a lot of other celebrities. I mean, we get to the point where, you know, you know, I, I think these guys live a life at like 100 miles an hour. And so it's like they always think there's going to be more and more and more. And they never think to really, you know, stop and say, all right, you know, what's going on here? Um, and you know, at 39 years old, you really don't think of your demise, quite frankly. Of course I mean, not. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think of my demise quicker now than I did at 39 years old. I'm like, ah, I'm never going to make it to 65. I actually work with somebody who doesn't think they're going to make it another 10 years either. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, but you know, we, we never think of our actual demise. So we, we procrastinate and we see that with a lot of clients too. And I literally had one client that said, you know, I'm like, you really need to start thinking about this because he really was, you know, getting up there and, uh, he said, you know what? He goes, I can't do it I because all every day it reminds me that I'm not going to be here. And um, so for, for him, it was, you know, um, it was like, you know, he, he, he realizes that, you know, he is going to pass away and be away from his family and that he was saddened by that. But at the same time, what you're also doing is you're leaving a financial nightmare to your entire family, friends, and whoever you're leaving this to. So the cleaner that you do it, the sooner that you do it, the better off it is. And you know, like I said, it's just uh, you want to make sure that you're you you understand where your money's going and your assets are going instead of actually having you know possibly the state come in because if probate comes in and they take over, uh, that's a completely different story. Oh so. yeah. Well, I mean, in the in the case of Steve McNair, his widow ended up having to apply to the courts to just get access to his money because there was no plan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how ridiculous is that? But again, that's the problem is now you're you're relinquishing control from yourself to the courts or the state about your own assets. I mean, how crazy is that? You know, so but that's the thing. I mean, and when there's a lot of money involved and here's the whole thing, you know, when there's a lot of money involved, all of a sudden you see all these creditors and predators step in and it's like, oh, what do they have? And, you know, I'm not going to get into this too much, but. Um, 
there have been stories where, you know, someone's getting up in age and all of a sudden you have new family members that you've never have heard of in the past five or 10 years. I've never heard of this person. And all of a sudden they have this, you know, anxiety and this excitedness to be in your life all of a sudden. So <laughs> Sure. Well, you know. because the end is near and there must be something in it for me. Yeah. And there is an old saying, uh, and that is um, grief and then greed. So there's Ooh, something to be said about that. I think you are right. And uh, one of the things we're talking about now is um, uh, uh, Billy Joel. And, and uh, you know, I'm a big fan. I think you are too, Eric. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and he had some problems early on. We all know the song. Hey, on the with the well, it, it didn't really work out for Billy. <laughs> because he decided it would be a good idea to trust his brother-in-law uh, to run his $30 million estate. Um, and that didn't work out well because he lost it all. So it goes to uh, what? Don't let family run your money? Yeah. You're, you know, your Uncle Bill, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I actually had an Uncle Bill, and I didn't trust Uncle Bill with anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, what's interesting. I'll, I'll tell this story. I mean, this, this is a true story. Um, we grew up in Binghamton, New York, and uh, my family, you know, my dad's family have lived in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So it's maybe like an hour, hour and 15-minute drive. And anyways, uh, my Aunt Madeline passed away uh, once, and she was a great lady. My Aunt Madeline was everything to me because I really didn't have grandparents, but my Aunt Madeline was really my grandmother, and um, she was just great. Um, anyways, uh, we're at the funeral, and my dad's like, where's Uncle Bill? And everybody's like, we have no idea. Well, Uncle Bill was back at Aunt Madeline's house looting it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yep. yep, and she had, I mean... She had $100 bills buried in every book around the house. You know, she just had money. I mean, that's what they did back then, you know? Yep. Um, who knows what the hell she had buried in the backyard. But, yeah, Uncle Bill was not at the funeral paying his respects because he's like, well, the entire family's at the funeral. This is the very best time to go through the entire house. And that's <laughs> exactly what he was doing. Sure. Well, and, I mean, that's the thing where, where in this case, like in Billy Joel, it was his brother-in-law, and he just put his total trust into him and—, and you know, well, obviously not friends with him anymore, and certainly is uh, she's an ex-wife. Yeah, and the whole thing is, is that you know what what capabilities do these people have? You know, other than they're in the family and you trust them and everything. But you know, the bottom line is, is that I think that you need a watchdog over a watchdog. You know, and like us, I mean, we have an internal compliance department. We have an external compliance department. We have people looking over what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we we're in the most um, regulated yeah most regulated yeah, yeah. and so yeah i mean even steve harvey openly talks about it but um steve harvey went through something similar uh he had he used the same accountant from when he first started up until when he started really seeking success and uh, this accountant would simply let him know hey here's your tax bill for the year right so let's say it was a couple million dollars mm. or however much it was when he really sure. started making money and uh steve harvey would write this guy personal checks to him to the accountant and say, here, here's for, for the IRS, pay this for me, right? So years and years go by, and uh, this accountant finally dies uh, before Steve does. He was much older than him. And Steve gets a, a check in, or a letter from the IRS in the mail that says, you owe $14 million Whoa, to the IRS. Gosh. And it turns out this accountant was never filing for Steve. He was cashing those checks for himself, and all the, check, or all the letters that were coming in from the IRS, this accountant was just shredding. And not actually letting him know. Um, didn't find out until he passed already. But I think this kind of gets into you want to make sure that your person, your financial professional that you're working with is also not outgrowing the abilities to actually manage your wealth or manage your situation. That's yeah. a good that's a good way to think about it. And, and, you know, a lot of people are so loyal and oh, I've used this person from the beginning, but your situation changes and a lot yeah. of times they outgrow the actual capabilities of that person. Sure. Well, and it's well, you've talked about it before. It's, it's hard to break up with an advisor. It's hard to break up with somebody that's running your money because you trust them. But yeah, that's then true. You, but then you shouldn't at some at some point you shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, there's, there gets to be a point where you're like, hey, you know, am I going in the right direction? And, you know, we've seen a lot of people where their financial tools 
that that they have available to them have not changed in 10 and 15 years. You know, we met with a, a great prospective client last week, came in with a good sized portfolio, no income plan, no tax planning, no financial plan. And they're like, we feel like we're paying a lot in taxes. And we've been talking about that for a long time. Well, I mean, come to find out their advisors like, yeah, we don't do tax planning, right? We don't do Whoa. income planning. And they're just like, well, why not? You know, and, and so they're kind of confused. And, and what happens is people end up with lost opportunity. You know, Billy Joel lost $30 million, right? I mean, luckily he's been able to recover because he's, you know, just such a popular artist and a great artist. I mean, he has staying power beyond. Um, but the bottom line is, is that there's a lot of people that if you go through a, a bad route um, with a an advisor, sometimes you can't get out of that hole, you know, and so that's why you always have to re remember, you know, people get uh, focused on a high benchmark or a high watermark of their money. That's not what it is. It's, you know, are you still in the same ballpark to be able to continue your lifestyle? And the financial plan and income plan will show you that. So I think a lot of these, you know, celebrities and everything, remember, you know, they're just people with a lot more money. They're famous, but they just have a lot more money. But it also means that they need a lot more financial planning tools, just like a more affluent client does. Sure. Well, and and just because they have a lot of money doesn't make them smarter than you. No, that right. that that's what everybody thinks. It yeah. doesn't. And, you know, and quite frankly, they, I mean, take a look at the movie Elvis, okay? And I love, I think over the next 10 to 15 years, you're going to have all these movies that are coming up out about all these, you know, very popular artists. Uh, Elton John had his, um, even uh, Nikki Six from Motley Crue. Right. I, I mean, I got to tell you something, like, I mean, I grew up on Motley Crue, but even if you didn't like Motley Crue, that movie was insane. Oh, because yeah. Because it literally shows how those guys lived, and it's like, it's just yeah. crazy. Anyways, my point is, is that when these movies come out, um, Queen, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that was a great movie. It was a great movie, but, you know, the, the common denominator between Elvis and also all these all these other artists is they were lonely. Exactly. And and on that note, uh, let's open up the phone lines and get some folks in. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next 10 callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Sounds fantastic, folks. It's really our goal here on the show is to help you make the best decisions for you. So if you've got questions about what we're talking about here today or how it might apply in your own situation, call us 800-779-1942, 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, we're going to continue the conversation about celebrities and facing those financial challenges just like you. Stay tuned. Back on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney, Joseph Lanza, I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall, and uh, we have been having a fun call, a conversation already, talking about celebrities and their and their money mistakes, and and you can't blame them. I mean, other than just, I mean, the things that we talk about here, if they would have listened to you, Eric and, and Joseph, they wouldn't have had these problems. Well, and you know, you want to know what's interesting about what you just said, Steve, is is that people there's a lot of prospective clients that come in the door. And when we go through their poor investments, you know, it's just been a horrible investment plan that they've been on. They haven't been making any money. There's no planning. There's no, uh, there's total disregard for interest rates, inflation, healthcare costs and everything. I mean, they're, they're just, they're not given any tools at all. It's, it's like they're literally going into retirement very blindly and it's their advisor's fault. It's no one else's fault. But the common denominator is, is how many times people will actually apologize. Actually, Eric, it's my fault. Why is it your fault when someone agreed 
to take you on as a client, agreed to take care of your money, agreed to manage your money, and agreed to try to get you through a retirement, but didn't give you all the tools and was incapable of handling your needs. It's no different than these athletes and these celebrities that you have. They're just people. They just have more money. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, it, it's like, you know, people are like, oh, geez, I apologize. That was just something stupid. Why are you apologizing? Yeah. Right? And, and that, that's the thing that I never get. I, I, I can't believe how many people uh, apologize and say it's my fault and they blame themselves. But mm -hmm. the bottom line is, is that what you have to do is, you know, like today, if you really feel like you haven't gotten the very best financial advice out there, pick up the phone and call us and like get a second opinion. I mean, this this is what we do. And so a lot of times people will come in here and they'll say, Eric, I've just been so overwhelmed. I've been embarrassed, but I need to put myself in a better position. And you know what? That's what we're trying to say to you today. You're no different than these people. And so the bottom line is that you have to have an income plan. You have to have a financial plan. Maybe you need tax planning. Maybe you need estate planning. I don't really know what it is, but everybody's different. So just give us a call today, pick up the phone, give us a call today. When you listen to the rest of these stories, a lot of these might resonate with you. 800-779-1942, and uh, this one will take us down a path. Still, in my opinion, one of the best shows on TV at its time. I agree. Uh, the Sopranos, and we're talking about James Gandolfini in this case, uh, died at 51, very young. He was in, I think, France or Italy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, he was overseas. Yeah, and uh, $70 million estate. But, you know, they find uh, so his last will and testament three months later, uh, they found that that estate was divided among his spouse, his sisters, his spouse and sisters, and... Um, and only 20% of it went to his wife. And tell me why that's such a bad thing. Well, when you pass, you actually have a estate limit that you can that doesn't get taxed as far as estate taxes go. Like right now, it's about, uh, I think it's almost $13 million per person. But when you have a spouse, if you leave that estate to the spouse, that exclusion doesn't matter. It just goes all to the spouse without having that estate tax on it. And then when that spouse dies, that's when the exclusion comes into play. However, okay. in this situation, with only 20% of the estate going to his spouse, the rest, the other 80% of that $7 million estate was completely exposed to the estate tax. Okay, so, I mean, really, it, it, it was a terrible situation. And, and why didn't someone tell him that, right? I mean, especially somebody of his caliber. Yeah, right? somebody exactly. With that much Maybe of they were afraid to. Yeah. Maybe they're going to get whacked. Yeah, <laughs> they're afraid to tell the boss, right? Yeah. But, uh, I, again, it's, it deals with the capabilities of somebody. It's the capability of an advisor, right? Somebody, sure. Th and this is what we, we're planners and we're thinkers into the future. We have to be taking in all scenarios possible. So someone might have been dealing with, with Gandolfini's situation, but not thinking that he was going to pass at 51 years old. Well, let's right? face it. Everybody's making money around him, right? I mean, mm -hmm. everybody's making money off of this mm -hmm. guy. But, um, and, you know, you want that gravy train to keep going, right? I mean, he's going to make another movie. He's going to do something different. I mean, you know, his his estate was worth $70 million. Can you imagine what it would have been today? Oof, right. You know, I mean, he, he would have blown up. I mean, he, he probably would have at least doubled that. So, um, you know, the bottom line is, is that, I mean, his name was huge. And plus, I mean, you know, every time that that thing is played, he's making money or somebody's making money. Sure, on it. But sure. I just think that we all have to realize that, you know, you know, every day is a gift. And I really do mean that, you know, I, I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like, we just never realized that because we hear about people passing away very unexpectedly sure. and it's just you know when it happens it is just and that's why it's such a shock because you don't expect it to happen but you've got to be prepared for the probabilities and eventualities exactly and um in the case of james gandolfini what should he have done in other words you know what should have could have in an ideal situation how should that plan have been laid out i mean the proper estate plan the, the all of the estate should have been left to the spouse right okay. because 100 percent Exactly right to use the ex the max exclusion, and then the spouse could have delved out the assets that, that she wanted to delve out to the sisters, and uh, properly done that without having to pay all the estate tax on. All right, all right. Well, um, so if have you ever seen a situation similar to this, and and maybe someone comes in to get that second opinion, and you say, hey, this really isn't right. Have yeah. You, have you seen stuff like that? Well, there's a lot of times, for example, like a, there'll be a 
IRAs or retirement qualified accounts that are being left to trusts instead of individuals, which makes a, a trust gets taxed at a much higher rate than an individual tax bracket would. So a lot of times when that money leaves the IRA, once that person passes and moves into the trust, it makes it actually a higher taxable situation than it would have if they just you know, individually named the beneficiary that they wanted on that IRA but they're convinced that it's because it's going into a trust is going to fit their needs better. However, in most cases, it actually complicates things. And actually, the person or the trust ends up paying a lot more tax on those retirement monies, the qualified accounts, than they would if they just individually name that person. All right. Well, so again, to me, it just makes sense to come on in with an independent fiduciary advisor with some experience in these kinds of things to make sure that it's right. Right. I mean, it, you, everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different, of right? But you want to make sure that it's fitting your needs and your goals and also minimizing taxes, make sure that's a smooth transition. Well, and I think that's what Wes, Wesley Snipes thought, too, in his situation. Oh, my God. Look at this. It's $1,000. Oh, wait a minute. It could be more. Just hold on a second. What do we have here? 12, 13, 14, 15, honey. Is that your rent money? <laughs> Wesley Snipes, white man uh, can't jump uh, the blade. And again, he lost a lot of money in a Ponzi scheme, and um, it became exposed, and then really the details came out. There's a big name in this, too, um, Kenneth Starr. That's a name yeah. that we know. Yep. And uh, he he's the one that just sort of took him to took him to uh, the, to the cleaners yeah exactly so you know here's here's the thing about that situation too is that you know here's a huge up-and-coming star and then all of a sudden he got into this trouble when was the last time you've heard of Wesley Snipes mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> when he got I, out of prison <laughs> yeah pretty much I mean the day he got released right and after mm -hmm. that pretty much nothing I mean he probably will come back very possibly at some point, but man, it's been so long at this at, at this point. Sure. But the the bottom line is, is that you know when you have this kind of wealth, you really do have to start paying attention to it. I mean, this is for everyone. You know, there's a story about a, a, a couple that we went to go see many many years ago, and I tell this story often. And it was an older couple, and she begged me to come and see her, and she was far away, and I was like. You know, I'm, I, I, I said, first of all, we don't do house calls. And I said, second of all, I said, you're way out of my area. Long story short, we actually had uh, lunch with a client that was coming out of town. We went and had lunch with them. Uh, we were near her house and we went and saw them. It was an older couple who had a disabled child and they were trying to move into a long-term care facility. Um, bottom line was they had $3 million dollars. And the $3 million went right down to about $700,000. And you could literally see as you go through the statements, the money dwindling. Now, these people had a national firm. They had a team of advisors. You could literally see on the statement, it's this guy and this guy. And all of a sudden I looked at it and I'm like, I could see them bleeding through money. And so they knew that they weren't in a good position and they certainly knew that their disabled daughter wasn't going to be in a good position. And quite frankly, there's nothing I could really do about it. Um, so the bottom line is, is that, you know, we're talking about stars and athletes today. And you can also talk about regular people who have just sacrificed and saved, but somebody dropped the ball on their financial situation. And we're not talking, you know, a hundred thousand dollar loss or $50,000 loss. I mean, they literally went down $2.3 million. Oof. And how does that happen? So the bottom line is, is that there always has to be checks and balances. You have to understand. And let me tell you something. When we write an income plan, we show you if you're going to be in the ballpark or not, all the way up to age 100. You know exactly where you have to be to, in, in order to know. That's accountability. <laughs> People anymore want transparency to their financial situation and they want accountability. They want to know that they're going to be okay. And so again, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these people, a lot of athletes. I mean, I mean, look at uh, what was the series on on HBO? Oh yeah, uh, Ballers. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so th the bottom line is is that these guys don't think that anything is going to happen to them. And what I've told people all along is that stars and athletes are nothing but pawns. Wesley Snipe was a pawn. If you have any director or producer in Hollywood, when what Wesley Snipes was hot, right? You want Wesley Snipes, let's get Wesley Snipes. Now all of a sudden he's got this huge problem. 
He's been thrown into the backdrop. All right. Well, again, let's uh, let's take a quick break. Invite folks to call, and uh, we can. We've got a few more here that I think are interesting. Yeah, sounds good, Steve. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next ten callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full blown financial plan review valued at over a thousand dollars and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out. Your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next 10 callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review that is valued at over $1,000, we'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. 800-779-1942. Come on in, sit down, get that financial roadmap put together once and for all. 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, Mo Money, Mo Problems. Stay tuned. We got more on Gary Coleman, Kevin Bacon, and last but not least, MC Hammer. We are back on WealthWorks Radio. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Uh, Joseph Lenz is here. Eric Carney is here. Eric, of course, uh, president of Retirement Wealth LLC. Uh, he is an author and so much more. Joseph, uh, of course, an independent fiduciary right there alongside Eric. Um, and uh, so much more. So, uh, all right. So we're talking celebrities, and, and we're going to get to those that you mentioned. But I want to throw one at you uh, that we that we didn't use, but I wanted to, and um, it's a, it's a situation from the HBO show. Um, uh, uh, what's the one where they're talking about the football players? Ballers. Uh, ball, no, no. Um, where they follow an individual team. Oh. oh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. This is a clip from Hard Knocks a bit ago. Carl uh, Nassib and Miles Garrett. We got a lot of money right now, right? This is the easiest equation to make you rich. You have a million dollars, and after seven years of getting 10% on that money every single year, okay, you're making money off of it. You're going to double it after seven years. So you double your money every seven years for 42 years. You get 64 times your original money. So you got a million dollars. You can end up with $64 million by the time you retire. Nice. Nice. If only nice. it were true, right? I mean, again, we're talking athletes and it's sort of football kickoff, so I thought this might be a fun one to have. Um, and and I, I think it's interesting that that Nasib is trying to, to just teach these guys who, you know, we, they aren't necessarily the brightest bulbs, but they're very good at what they do. Right. Exactly. Actually, I saw this clip not too long ago. Yeah. Um, and in the clip, you know, he's explaining if you get a 10 percent rate of return every seven years, your money will double essentially. Right. So the you know, and getting that. 10% every single year might be a little bit far-fetched, but at least he's trying to educate his fellow teammates on what they're doing, right? And I think he even later in the clip, he explains, he picks one guy out in particular and says, hey, what was your signing bonus? All right, let's use that for an example, right? Yeah. To kind of yeah. show them, hey, you know, take this and put it away for retirement because nobody, you know, who actually goes out and, and explains and educates these guys on how to actually make their money work for them, right? I think it's uh, it was like 76% of NBA players end up broke in retirement, right? Because they're so used to living that lifestyle while they're playing and all of a sudden their bodies can't play anymore. They didn't put that money away during those working years and now they're stuck, right? Maybe mm -hmm. getting a part-time job. We've heard that before where, or even people, celebrities, we, they see them uh, working regular jobs now right. where, um, you know, they're trying to, they, their lifestyle caught up to them yeah. and they didn't really live within their means. Exactly. Well, again, there's the takeaway for that one. And uh, so we'll jump back into these as well with with uh, celebrities and money problems. Gary Coleman, a name that we all know if you watch 80s sitcoms, uh, Different Strokes is the show. Here's a little reminder. I can't afford a taxi. Get a job. <laughs> Arnold, that's the whole idea in the first place. Willis needs a job. You get the picture? I'm unemployed. Then why don't you collect unemployment insurance? <laughs> Arnold, to collect unemployment, you gotta not be working at what you're working at before you stop working. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, this young man, um, late 80s, he got wise and he sued his parents and his manager uh, and was awarded $1.3 million. And then what happened? Yeah, filed bankruptcy a year later. Yeah, a year. 
That's a I mean, lot of money to burn through in a year. Well, I think this happens to a lot of football players too. You know, I mean, maybe they'll get a new, you know, they'll be broke and then they'll get a renewed contract at 5 million. And then all of a sudden they blow right through that. We we don't think it's going to stop, you know, and that, sure. that's, that's the issue with a lot of these guys. And Gary Coleman was so young. At the, is Gary Coleman still alive? No, he's dead. Mm -mm. He is. Okay. Um, but uh, Gary Coleman probably thought, well, I'm young and I'm going to make a lot more money as, as an actor. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's just, you know, you see a lot of these things. Look at Britney Spears. Her life is an absolute mess. You know, she, she also sued her parents. And so, I mean, there was, you know, she said there was a huge control issue, misappropriation, whatever it may be. But again, why don't these people have accountability? You know, and that's what we that's what we're blind to. And when you have a family member or a friend, right? I mean, sometimes love is blind. And, and so, you know, you don't think that that person is. But I think that there's so much money to be made with these athletes and these stars that it's just there's money is just flying all over the place. Mm -hmm. So, again, it, it really does come down to accountability. Well, and financial literacy. I mean, that's on us to to, you know, understand at least, you know, basically what's going on with our money. Yeah, I was, I was listening to um, a podcast the other day, and the gentleman was talking about what it's like to be wealthy. And the, the point on the podcast was there's a lot of people think that they're wealthy while they're working, right? We can, we can buy that BMW, we can buy that nice watch and whatever. But what about when you stop working? If you were to stop working today, could you still maintain your lifestyle going forward? That's actually being wealthy. And so, you know, the thing is, is that you want to create streams of income. You want to have different streams of income. You want to be able to be able to replace that paycheck. That's when you know that you're wealthy. And, you know, a lot of these people, you know, the, the money's coming in, they sign up for a big movie and everything. But, you know, a lot of times they're, they're not paying attention to that. Um, Gronkowski is one of the best um, actually positive things that comes out of this because I think I don't think he's spent any of his NFL paychecks. I think he only spends his, his endorsements or he saves all endorsements or something like that. Yeah, wow. or, or the bonuses. Wow. He doesn't actually spend any of those. He just puts those to the side. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, there guy. are a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of very smart athletes and, and of course, and, you know, but Sha Shaquille O'Neal being another one. Yeah. Right, with Shaquille all the investing yeah. He's done. He's rich. His kids are not right. Yeah. That's what he always says. Yeah. yeah. He, I think he finished his career. His net worth was a hundred million when he actually finished his career. And now it's upwards of 400 million yeah. and he's actually stopped, Ooh. stopped playing basketball uh just by simply investing right i mean he, he's a franchise owner to a lot of things he's smart you know he got into i remember him saying he got into google early on right he so he really took that seriously and it's done very well for him sure well and um so all right on we go this is a good one too you, you mentioned this one uh, going in uh, eric and that we're talking kevin bacon and we all know who he is thank you sir may i have another yes you can um <laughs> <laughs> so kevin bacon and his wife kara sedgwick Bernie Madoff. I mean, they got scammed. Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, Kevin Bacon and Kara Sedwick probably, I mean, I've always heard they're like the nicest couple in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And boy, they got stuck. Yeah, they did get stuck. I mean, man, $30 million. And again, $30 million would, you know, sink a lot of people. But luckily, I mean, Kevin Bacon's huge, you know, and not only in, in the actor world, but also in the, uh, he, he has a band. So in the music world, he's pretty big too. Mm -hmm. Um you know, Kevin Bacon, that was actually Footloose was one of my first like teenage movies. I saw Bambi was my very first movie in the movie theater. But then Footloose was really the the first one that I ever saw. And I was mm -hmm. just like blown away. Um, but, you know, a, a, again, it's just, you know, $30 million is, is a lot of money, but they were able to, to come out of it. But again, you know, if something seems to be too good to be true. It, it probably is, you know, it is. Yeah. Investing is not easy. You know, it, it is. It is time. It is a lot of work. It's patience. This is why you're being rewarded because you have patience. Mm -hmm. And and so a lot of times, you know, like I said, you've you've got to be realistic about this. And uh, you know, the the whole Bernie Madoff thing that'll go down in history. You know, as one of the biggest Ponzi schemes. You know, and right. who knows? There might be another one out there. Who who, who knows? Well, exactly. Well, I mean, the thing is, is is. I think what's overlooked sometimes is Bernie Madoff was a very charming fella. I mean, he made it sound so good um, yeah. and made it sound to me as, well, maybe it's not so good to be true, right? He gave you just that 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 bit of, I don't know, courage, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just, I guess we'll never really know the true no. story to the whole thing. But, 
it's just interesting how you know that was made up and how that lasted for so long oh, yeah. especially i mean like i said it's such a regulated industry but you know that's that yeah apparently not so much now i think uh, we've got one more before we run out of time and uh you remember mc hammer hammer time hammer time <laughs> man this guy yeah out this of guy. nowhere i mean yeah Hammer Time was probably, you know, I think that was what, 1999, 1989? Sure. Something uh, like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. But, anyways, I mean, it's just, I mean, that song was just unbelievable. And that guy came out of nowhere. I mean, and really, I think he had maybe one other song. But other than that, I mean, there wasn't much there. But he had this, he was known for the biggest posse. So yes. he had, you know, the most people following him. So he would walk into a room and then there'd be 60 people behind him. And they're like, what the hell's all this? Well, that's my entourage. Yeah. Well, you know, the entourage is is no different than everyone else. When the money goes away, uh, they go away. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that, that's kind of the thing. And so I think that there's probably a lot of people that took advantage of him um, were in it just for the moment. And, you know, I don't know where he is today. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's recovered just because of that song. Um, but, I mean, I don't think he nearly has the amount of money that he used to have. No. And I, I think what happens most of all is, is that, you know, within reason, you get used to a certain lifestyle. And, and that's what people really want to maintain. Now, this guy had <laughs> 20 luxury cars, 21 horses, <laughs> a race horses, by the way. Race horses, yeah, because uh, that's cheap. Yeah, 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 definitely. A uh, private jet and a helicopter. And I mean, I've heard before that a helicopter is about a hundred grand a year in maintenance. Oh, you know, and, and that's just basic maintenance. So, I mean, like I said, it's just it's insane the amount of money um, you know, that had to go. He spent thirty million dollars on home renovations. He had gold toilets, gold plated front gates. <laughs> it, it's just oh, it's ridiculous, man. you know. So, um, that's a ridiculous lifestyle, right? Well, yeah, so, and for, but again, we don't want to get caught up in that. I'm, I mean, in, to a certain extent, we all, you know, if we end up with a bunch of money, it, it's hard for us to adjust. Right, and so we want to get accustomed to a certain lifestyle, but one that's also affordable. And right? sustainable. And, yeah, and sustainable, yeah. exactly, right. And that, that's why we really have to be more realistic. Sure. So, again, all right, but, well, what's the biggest takeaway from all of these celebrities? What, what can we learn? I mean, for me, I'm going to let Joseph give his two cents, but for me, it's transparency, accountability, and you want to know that your advisor has, hasn't graduated from your capabilities. Oh, uh, great way. Great way to say that. I think a lot of it deals with educating yourself first, too, right? Really make sure that the person you're sitting down with is actually educating you instead of saying, don't worry about this, I'll take care of this, right? You want to actually understand what they're doing, making sure that you're on the same page as them. That way you're not getting taken advantage of. And then on top of that, making sure that you're truly living within your means, having a proper budget done and be, really being happy with that lifestyle that you can live for the rest of your life, but making sure that you can actually be affordable to you for mm -hmm. the rest of your life. Well, and again, folks, if that sounds appealing to you, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Whether you currently have an advisor or you've never worked with a financial professional before, we're going to be taking the next six callers who are in need of that missing financial plan. We're going to create and customize a full-blown financial plan review valued at over $1,000 and give it away absolutely complimentary, no obligation. What this will consist of is simply taking the mystery out of financial planning by taking a look at what you're currently doing and maybe just making some slight changes. Let's map it all out your goals, income needs, expenses, tax strategies, and even transfers of generational wealth. We'll get that plan built for you and see where it leads you. Let's get you reacquainted with your investments without any obligation. In short, we're going to take the guesswork out of financial planning. So for the next six callers, a full-blown comprehensive plan review valued at over $1,000. We'll be giving it to you complimentary with no obligation. Fantastic, folks. Here it is. It's a great opportunity for you to review your individual circumstances. No cost, no obligation. What about how much risk you're taking? Do you know? What about red flags that might be a problem for you down the line? Do you really know how much you're paying in fees or commissions? Well, Joseph and Eric can find out for you and tell you. It's a what about potential tax liabilities? Of course, a lifetime retirement income plan. If you want to take advantage of this complimentary review, all it takes is a phone call to get started. 800-779-1942. 800-779-1942. Next up on WealthWorks Radio, my favorite part, questions from you and answers from us. Stay tuned.
back with one more segment on WealthWorks Radio with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza and Steve Siddall having a great show today. Boy, we, I mean, again, you hear about all these celebrities, and, and when you start to look at the stories, and, and you said this so well earlier, Eric, that, you know, they're just people. They're just like you and me, um, and they need help no yeah. matter how much money you've got. Yeah, I mean, there's some people that really get, you know, excited about celebrities and athletes and everything, and really, they, they are just people. And uh, my neighbor and I were just talking about this the other day. Joe Bonamassa is oh, yeah. one of the greatest guitar players out there. And uh, I've seen um, him play half a dozen times. He's coming back to Florida. I mean, probably one of the best blues guys out there, um, especially in modern times. And uh, Joe Bonamassa is, is very um, out there in social media, probably pushing his brand. But, I mean, he sells out at every show, so there's really no need to. But... The thing is, is that he also has a passion for helping people understand how to play the guitar. So he's always online giving tips and everything. And I just think to myself, my God, how how busy this guy is, but he's, he's always out there. But, you know, it's just like what my neighbor and I said, he's just a human being who can play a guitar, you know, like no other, yeah. you know, uh, very famous, very well off. But, you know, just he really seems like a down to earth person. Like I could actually go have a beer with him and say, you know, God, what's it like, Joe, you know, Um, but, but again, a lot of these people and, you know, there's also been people, there's um, actually um, an actor who was in a show a long time ago, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But the bottom line is that she actually left Hollywood and now she lives a very normal life. And she's actually down here in uh, Southwest Florida and lives a very normal life. She says, I can walk into a grocery store and some people are like, I kind of recognize her. Right. And, um, but anyways, the bottom line is, is that, you know, she's, she's kind of like, I'm glad I got out of that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It was fun while I was there, but I like having a normal life. Sure. So, you know, like I said, I mean, you know, we, we pay attention to these celebrities and everything, but man, I mean, they, they have their own problems too. Everybody does. Of course. Well, I think in a case like Joe Bonamesa, the, the, his, his desire is to give back. Yeah. You know, he's got all of, he's got everything that he wants, obviously, but he still takes the time to say, all right, I can share my skill with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's and that's exactly I mean, that's, right. that's so admirable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's a I think there's a lot of great people like that out Me there. Me too. Yeah, I really do. And remember, I mean, when you get up in the morning and you put a pair of pants on. It's all one leg at a time, just like everybody else. Just like everybody else. 800-779-1942. There's a number you can call to come on in, sit down with uh, with Eric and Joseph, and uh, really start putting that plan together. Uh, we've got some questions today. Uh, we'll start with Jane in Estero. Jane says, so what is the current 4% rule in your field, and, and how can I develop a better understanding of the new rule of thumb folks are using to take those withdrawals? Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, down in southwest Florida, I mean, nobody could live on that 4%. <laughs> right. So, it's, I mean, it's not really – that just goes to, again, you know, financial literacy, folks. I mean, in terms of things have evolved since the early 90s. Yeah, the 4% rule is kind of out of date now. There's, there really is no – withdrawal rule right it depends on everybody's situation everybody mm-hmm. has a different amount of income that's already coming into them whether it's social security whether it's from annuities whether it's from a pension right so it, it's hard to, to boggle down and say okay well here's the the percent that i'm allowed to take from my portfolio it's going to be different for every person and the creator of the four percent rule himself i know we said on the show but the creator himself has said yeah that's outdated it can't be used anymore and everybody's situation when they come in is completely different and that's why you want to make sure that the advisor that you're actually working with, or if you're trying to create a financial plan by yourself, it has to be completely customized to your situation. There's no such thing as a cookie cutter plan. There's no such thing as a cookie cutter investment portfolio. What your situation is with the income that you need is drastically different than the next person that walks through that door. They've been through completely different times during their working years. Their assets are most likely completely different than what you have. So everybody's situation is going to look a lot different and figuring out how much you can actually withdraw from your portfolio completely depends on what you need. Sure. 800-779-1942. Jane, he summed it up there pretty well. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, on we go to Robert in Clewiston. Uh, Robert says, I understand the limitations of seeking financial advice from friends and family. Apparently he was listening before. I have also had the negative experience with financial advisors I've worked with in the past. Well, that'll happen too. Yeah, I mean, you have to figure out who's right for you. And, you know, I've had prospective clients that say, tell me about your financial situation, Eric. And I'm like, 
what? You know, I'm the one that's asking the questions here, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to say, are you capable of handling my needs? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so you have to get used to that. I mean, I'm way past it now. I get it. Um, but you know, a long time ago, people would be like, well, tell me about you because quite frankly, you know, if I have a certain net worth, I want to make sure that someone else understands my net worth. And I'm not saying that, you know, um, it, it's all about big money, but it's about understanding big problems. Sure. And it's about forecasting for problems because a lot of people come in with like tax planning issues. And I, I'll say to them, why didn't your advisor tell you 10 years ago you're headed towards a tax train, you know, a tax situation? And they're like, yeah, I, I don't know why they didn't say that. So you have to find the right advisor who's a good fit for you. I've said many times, if you're looking for a second opinion, go get three different second opinions. See who you're the best fit for. See what value you're going to get for the fee that you're going to pay. And so understand that if you've had a bad experience in the past, figure out what that was and then, you know, don't go that way. You know, the, the best thing about making a mistake is if you don't make it again, you learned, you won. You know, but if you make the same mistake twice, well you know, shame on you. Exactly. So the bottom line is, is that there's a lot of different calibers of advisors out there. You have to you have to find the one that you can grow with. Yeah. 800-779-1942 is your first step, Robert. Uh, go ahead, give us a call. Marge is a question from Englewood. Uh, she says, what are some ways to minimize tax liability? Have you got a day and a half? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this really has to deal with, are you looking to minimize taxes for the future or for right now? Oh, that's a good because, okay. And when we're really talking about tax planning, whenever anybody brings up taxes, they always want to say, well, here's what I'm doing. I, I can save these deductions for this year, right? Or here, here's how I lessen last year's tax bill. But when you really think about tax planning, what it is is you're looking into the future to see what your taxable situation is going to be then and seeing what you can do now in order to change that. So there's things like, you know, performing Roth conversions, you're going to pay the taxes on that money now, but you're setting up a tax-free bucket or tax-free wealth for yourself in the future, right? Whereas as opposed to IRAs, where the money that you put in now, you get tax deductions on it, but then later in the future, you're paying taxes on those. And there's a lot of people who focus so much on just putting away money into 401ks because they're focused on getting the tax deduction now. When in reality, if they have well over a million dollars in that 401k, once they're in retirement, that has required minimum distributions on it. So whether you need that income or not, you're having to pull that money out and it's all taxable to you. Sure. So really when we boggle down on tax planning, we're looking at changing your situation, maybe paying more now, but in order to better yourself in the future or better your beneficiaries. And if you really want to look at saving taxes now, you can also play both sides of the coin here where you might be doing some Roth conversions, but you're also doing things like, you know, HSAs where you're putting money away for a health savings account and you're getting the deduction on that, but you're also converting more money into Roth and you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. All right. Well, that sounds great. 800-779-1942. Uh, Marge, go ahead. Give us a call. Uh, we got time for one more. Let's go to Hector. He is in Naples. Hector says, <laughs> do you pay a higher amount in taxes on a post-tax Roth IRA or a pre-tax 401k? My understanding is that with a 401k, you'd need to pay taxes on a much higher total given the compounding interest over time versus the much smaller amount in a Roth IRA. Yeah, so Hector has this, his thinking is, is correct in the sense that you're saving money on the money that is going into the 401k now because you're getting the deduction. Mm -hmm. However, with that compounding interest over time, that's all taxable income to you as well as opposed to the Roth that you put away, all that compounding interest is still gonna be tax-free in the future. So when you really run the numbers, that 401k is gonna cost you more money in the future because all those years of interest on top of interest on top of interest is gonna still be taxable to you then, as opposed to the Roth, which you pay taxes on it once, right? When the money goes in, mm -hmm. and after that time you pay it once, it's tax-free for the lifetime. All right. Fair enough. I like the sound of that, too. Hector, give us a call, 800-779-1942. And on that note, let's wrap it up, guys. So we've got one more opportunity to uh, fill up that calendar. Hey, everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening. If you're out there and you feel like you want some more accountability, you want transparency into your own personal financial situation, 
Give us a call today. We're going to offer that complimentary financial plan. We're going to do a personal financial blueprint, maybe even an income plan for you. Give us a call today if you're looking for that second opinion. Again, we're here today. We want to get you in a better position. When we take a look at the, all these stories, these are just normal people who have come into a lot of money. This happens on a regular basis. At some point, they're looking for a second opinion. They want to understand if they have to go in a different direction. Please pick up the phone. Give us a call today. We'll see you soon. Sounds fantastic. Folks, do that. Take advantage of the opportunity to sit down with Eric and the team, 800-779-1942. It's a great opportunity for you to come on in, sit down, get that financial roadmap put together once and for all. A practical financial review, if you're looking for that second opinion, Eric and Joseph is the first call you should make, 800-779-1942. You'll get the comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are right now today, but more importantly, you'll find that you do have a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. Give us a call, 800-779-1942. That's 800-779-1942. Eric, Joseph, as always, a pleasure to be here. One of my favorite hours of the week and just, boy, just cruised by. Gentlemen, thank you so much. And everybody out there, thanks again for all the positive feedback. Remember, you only retire once. Let's get it right the first time. Have a great week and an even better retirement. Eric Carney is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Retirement Wealth, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by RWA. Insurance licensed in the state of Florida. Insurance license number P138852. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and make full disclosures of any conflict of interest, if any exists. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4, for additional information. WealthGuard is a complete portfolio monitoring system. Designed by determining the amount of downside risk a client is willing to tolerate, WealthGuard is added to a client's account to protect them from the downside risk. WealthGuard is not a stop-loss strategy. When the account value in the portfolio hits the targeted value, an alert is sent to the client, advisor, and money manager. There is no guarantee the exact WealthGuard value will be captured or assets will be traded or liquidated the same day due to time of day or market restrictions. 